Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Justin Harvey here at the Justin Harvey Show. But I also want to mention, um, I also go by DJ J. Ray back in the day. Um, when I was um, doing radio spots with my boy, uh, Brian Reznor. And uh, uh, today, me and uh, Brian Reznor are going to do uh, a special show for you guys. How's it going, B-Rez? It's going good, Justin. How are you doing? Uh, you know, it's, it's bittersweet, man. I'm handling my business. I'm a co-host on a brand-new podcast. So. <laughs> I've seen that. What is, what is that show about? Uh, it's like stuff back in the day, like VCR tapes. It's like back in the day, and then I get to tell, like, you know, funny stories from junior high and high school, and I kind of get to be like the uh, the um, Howard Stern co-host on that show, so it's a lot more raw. <laughs> so, nice. So I kind of get to, you know, cut loose, which, you know, I've always wanted to do, but on regular radio, I couldn't always do that. Right. So, so, but uh, in order for uh, for me to set this up, B-Rez, um I want the people to understand. After you got done with the radio business, um, you actually had Planet Krypton for a while. And anytime you had anybody at Planet Krypton or even Munchies, you always allowed me to meet whoever I wanted to meet. So, and I want to thank you for that as well. Oh, for um, sure. I tried my best. Yeah, and uh, I, I distinctly remember the very first time you were on my podcast, um, which people can go back in the archives and listen, but I, I remember you teasing something on my podcast, and you said to me, you said, I'm working on a deal to get you-know-who to meet you. And uh, today, um, I can actually reveal who that was. Um, The person you were actually talking about is uh, DMX. So uh, the special story that I want you to talk about that I really want to ask you – just how close was I to meeting DMX? How, how did all this go down? I mean, what 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 would what went down, Beerus? Well, I will tell you this: whenever um, we found out, uh, you know, we could kind of kind of set this up just a tad bit differently if we do a little bit of a rewind. You know, DMX is one of the biggest um, biggest rappers in the in the world at one time. You know, he was yeah. set to be the uh, you know the next Tupac and all that, and every, uh, you know, at that time, booking DMX would have cost a hundred and fifty thousand dollars or more. So you know, uh, DMX is worth a whole lot of money when he was uh, you know on top of the world. But uh, you know, one of the things that you know we definitely want to talk about is is drugs. Drugs uh, kind of took. DMX from that spot of being so high up on the 
on the card to to falling down to where actually I had an opportunity to maybe book him. Um, at the time, you know, he hadn't done anything in a while, but he was just starting to do uh, performances again. And mm-hmm. that, that's when, you know, I, I, I talked to him. And when we talked to him, we were, talk, you know, of course, talking to his people, his management, and yeah. the price that we were working on was $5,000. Which I thought, wow, like five thousand bucks. That's not a, that's not a whole yeah. lot of, that's not a whole lot of money for you know somebody who was supposed to be the next Tupac. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that. That's one thing that I thought was pretty interesting is that he went from, you know, being like a hundred and fifty, two hundred and fifty thousand dollar act to being a five thousand dollar act and being available to come to a bar that held five hundred people in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that didn't, unfortunately, you know, I was really excited about it because I knew how excited you were going to be about it when we brought it yeah. to Beckley. But uh, it it all kind of fell apart because he had another, um, you know, another issue uh, with yeah. Drug, yeah. drugs and things like that. And that those performances were, were pulled quick before, we could even get ours completely in, uh, you know, set in ink. The, the mm-hmm. whole whole tour was pulled out from under us. Now, luckily, a few years, uh, you know, later, about four years later, um, Jonathan Sly brought DMX to the Blue Ridge Rock Festival. And See, I, I, I would have known that. I would have tried my best to be there but I didn't, well I believe no me we were we were trying our best to uh to figure out a way to get you down there but it was just uh it, it wasn't in the cards that time either yeah and so yeah it, you know dmx was super close to you t- two times there and uh if we would have just made it happen and you would have got to meet him before he passed away i, I wish it would have uh wish it would have happened yeah i i wish it would have happened too because uh I've even got a, a tattoo on my back to honor him, B. Rose, and I've had that for years, even before his passing. Um, oh. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that tattoo. Yeah, and, and, and also, B. Rose, I want to take it back even further. Um, I've always been a big DMX fan. As a matter of fact, um, a lot of some people don't believe me when I tell them that I actually did radio spots with you. And... One in particular um, uh, that I actually got on the air about um, was when DMX announced his retirement, and I remember calling you up at the radio station, and I'm like, there is. I got to get on the air. I got to get on the air and talk about this. So we actually talked about his retirement from the rap game when he decided at the time to retire. That is true. And I, you know what? I can uh, I can also tell you one thing. If you go way back even farther, there was a time when I actually got to meet DMX, and it was it was at a show in Charleston for Drag On, which Drag On was his yeah. n- his new signee at the time, and they were they were actually hanging out at the uh, at the club in Charleston. And I got to actually shake his hand and and get introduced to him. It was it's pretty awesome. I, I you know I didn't spend much time talking to him. I was I was actually pretty young myself. I was about 18 years old. Yeah. And 
it was uh, it was a pretty cool thing to uh, to get to see DMX. And another thing, uh, I had a friend when I was young who actually sold DMX the Pitbull that was on the uh, the Grand Champ album on the front oh, wow. of the Grand Champ album. Yeah, the white Pitbull on the front of the Grand Champ album was actually purchased from West Virginia. I, no, that was something. You know, that was something about DMX I didn't even know. Well, there you go. That uh, that dog was from West Virginia. Wow. A, a man by the a, a man by the name of Kenyama Richardson, um, rest in peace, was the guy who uh, who actually sold uh, sold some dogs to DMX on several occasions. Wow, that, that's that's amazing. And he, he and, lived in Beckley. Uh, he, he actually lives in Oak Hill as well. I would well. like to think that maybe if DMX would have got here, maybe he would have really liked uh, Beckley, West Virginia, even though we're not like a big place where he's used to going all the time. I, I would like to think that he might have, you know, enjoyed his time here. I don't know. I think uh, I think DMX was, was struggling with some demons that kind of made it hard for him to enjoy his time anywhere. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think that's what uh, you know what ultimately led to his death were, were those exact demons. Yeah, and, uh, I've seen all kinds of crap online where people starting to make rumors where they're talking about coronavirus killed him. No, it was it had to be his drug addictions what killed him. So well, it was it was an overdose. So an overdose led to his death. So yeah, yeah it. But luckily, Spears, I've been reading on the internet that um, he actually completed one more album before his death. So, well, that's interesting. Uh, maybe we'll see that release soon. And I, I, you know, I really hope that I really hope it was better than the album that he came out with before last, um, the one that had yeah. the MGK song on it. That yeah. one, uh, I really expected big things out of that album. And I really expected big. I always thought that DMX was going to come back. Like it was just going to be one day he was going to come back. He was going to have an album that everybody was going to love. He was going to be on top of the world again. And that's what I always wanted for DMX, but uh, it never really panned out. So maybe we'll see it after death. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, I also read he was in the process of doing, like, some kind of reality show to try to, you know, uh, bond with his kids because, you know, he – he had some uh, relationship issues with, his, you know, his children and stuff. So I thought maybe that would have been, you know, interesting to see. Um, but unfortunately, um, we uh, we won't get to see that. So. No, we sure won't, unfortunately. So uh, I just wonder, I just wonder what the Rough Riders are going to do from here now that DMX is gone. You know. So. Well, the Rough Riders haven't really done much. Um, in a long time, anyway. So yeah, I'd say, yeah, it'll prob- probably true. be about the same as it has been. Yeah, yeah. But um, it just goes to show you, uh, drugs can take you out quicker than you're supposed to go. Be rest. Yeah, people do not realize how dangerous drugs are, and once you, you know, once the the bug is bitten, you you you're bitten, and that's just the way it is. That's uh, you know it doesn't matter what is ahead of you, like you know yeah. if you have you have all these opportunities that could come ahead of you, you've got all these things that that can happen, and then drugs will just take every bit of that away, and then two guys will be doing a podcast about how you were going to come to Beckley, West Virginia for five thousand bucks, but you didn't go. 
and you didn't make it, and then later on you you died. And that's not the kind of uh, of podcast you want about your life, I don't think. That, exactly, and uh, to my understanding, too, DMX spent a lot of time in jail, a lot of time in jail. Well, that, yeah. I mean, if you, if you think about all the creativity he could have done, you know, but instead, you know, he was in jail. He really, uh, he really needed some help. Like, uh, you know, whoever was, whoever was in charge of managing DMX's career. And of course I don't, I have no idea who that was or, you know, what, what all they put into trying to, to help, you know, because sometimes you can try and you can try and you can try and you can't accomplish anything with someone who's on drugs. But, uh, I feel like, I feel like someone could have tried harder with DMX. I mean, he was, he was so special, and uh, if if they could have just got him away from drugs, he would have he could have been the the you know, the biggest rapper in the world. I mean, oh, yeah. everyone oh, everyone yeah. thought he everyone thought he was going to be everyone thought he was the next Tupac. Everyone thought he was he was going to be one of the goats. Yeah, because I I remember a lot of the times, um, which I, I like rock music too, but I remember a lot of times I used to uh, call you at the radio station. Play some DMX for me, B-Riz. Play some DMX for me, B-Riz. <laughs> it wasn't always the easiest thing to do, huh? No, no, because of the, uh, the, you have to have it censored. And but we, we did play Party Up. We, we did play Party Up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got Party Up on CHR, so. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I even remember you told me there was such a thing as a blacklist at the time at the radio station, too. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I'm there. there's all types of songs that are blacklisted from uh, CHR. You know, you, any of yeah. the the rock songs or rap songs or you know any of those songs like that would not be available on a top forty station. Yeah, a- exactly. And uh, um, I even remember you telling me that um, here in West Virginia, uh, they could actually uncensor music around here at a certain time of night, but they won't because of this general uh, general area. So. Yeah. So, so that, uh, actually, regular radio is dead now. So it's, it is kind of, uh, it's kind of, kind of different, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. And, and I know you tell me that I build you up too high all the time, B-Riz, but I got to tell my audience, if it wasn't for you guiding me when you did years ago, there would probably be no podcast. So. Well, um, I'm flattered. So. I appreciate the I, I even remember hearing about, like, the day that you helped me out at the radio station, it was your day off. So I remember right. hearing about that, too. Well, I don't ever have a day off. I don't know what those things are. And I remember you helped me physically walk up them fucking steps, too. <laughs> those steps were a beast, especially for you, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I still think that if we would have thrown you out of your chair there at the bottom, you'd have still made your way up. Oh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> from hell or high water. Cause to me, there's nothing... 
like live radio, man. Like seriously, I know I know everybody's into like live streaming and all that shit, but to me, I still love live radio Ter- broadcast. Terrestrial radio. Yes. Yes. But now, luckily, you're not on terrestrial radio. You've got your own podcast, and people can hear you all over the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because I remember you telling me one time, and you said to me, these are the things you can't say. And I'm like, I'm good. (laughs) And now you can say whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. It's your show on your own own little network. Yeah, and uh, be real like I said, I don't know what it's going to have to take, but uh, you know, I want to do something special to, you know, honor DMX. And you, to, you know, you told me that that could be done. I just don't know what needs to be done for that to happen. So we'll have to figure it out. The best yeah. way for you to yeah. do that. Yeah. Because I actually got to thinking the other day too, Fierez. I mean, I really reflected the other day, like. I thought about, like, what my life would have been like if I wouldn't have been, like, uh, physically disabled in the wheelchair. And, you know, even though I'm into martial arts, I probably, what I probably would have done after that, I probably would have had, like, you you in my corner as I was, like, um, professional boxing. And then I would probably come out to something DMX. And then um, after I got done with boxing, I probably would have started my career with, like, WWE. And if they would have told me, well, your theme music can't be DMX, I'd be like, just give me the growl and the bark and uh, figure out what my theme can be, and there you go. Right. You'd have made a hell of a wrestler. You think so? Of course. Well, I tell you all the time to put me through a table, but you won't let me do it. Well, I just feel like everyone would frown on me picking you up out of your wheelchair and throwing you through a table. Uh, I don't, I don't think people would like me much for doing that. Uh, it's, it's, you know, be real. It's all for the show, bro. You got to take some heat. Yeah, that's the kind of heat that I, I'm not sure if I need in my life right now. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm all about the heat, but uh, I don't think that the, that heat might be the best idea. Because I'm giving you an offer to put me through a table without any repercussions, and how many times does that really? Yeah, I just don't know about that no repercussions thing. I, I'm pretty sure that the, the people would decide whether they were going to give me no repercussions or not, and I think their answer would be no. Of I can see like the I can even so. see like the hardcore activists getting pissed at you. <laughs> right. Everybody would get mad at me. They'd be like, you're the guy who put the wheelchair kid through the table. I'm not trying to be that guy. And and and, and, and see, that's that's what I'm trying to break with this new podcast, B-Riz, is uh, I'm not just some wheelchair kid. Um, you're right. I'm a guy that happens to um, be in a wheelchair and rolls up in a club and and enjoys ladies and enjoys drinking a beer every now and again. And enjoys life the way that yeah. uh, you know the, the way that you see it. Exactly because like Beerus, I swear, man, the greatest thing about Munchies was 
they treated me like I was a celebrity there, man. Like, seriously. Well, that was the goal, to make sure we took care of our celebrities, and you just happened to be one. I was VIP. Well, we had a, we had a lot of experience dealing with celebrities, so uh, when yeah, you came in, yeah. we were ready. And, and what really got me, B-Riz, I'm going to tell this story on my podcast, because this is something I'll even remember on my deathbed. I, I can't remember the woman's name that was working that night, but you told me, that I was sitting there drinking my beer, minding my business, and you told me, you said, uh, there's this girl that's working tonight. She wants a picture with you because uh, she heard uh, Justin Harvey, the Justin Harvey show was here. So I'm like her thinking, name, okay, I'll put Amy. down my beer. Her name is Amy. You unlock my brakes. So I'm thinking, I'm freaking thinking she's going to stand behind me or beside me. No, she gets right up in my lap. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, so, man. Sometimes, I, I, sometimes you got to beat the fans off with a stick. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but and be real, I, I appreciate you, bro. And and uh, like I said in my previous post, uh, if there is a heaven, I'm sure my brother. Um, I'm sure my brother. Uh, welcomed DMX into heaven and the first thing he said was probably, my little brother's a huge fan of yours. So, I would say that probably uh, did go down. Because so, I've got so many memories of like DMX's music like through my own life. Like I remember um, I remember leaving my high school graduation um, from Shady uh jamming to where the hood at. <laughs> so. And back then Shady was a racist school. So Oh really? Yeah, yeah. That, Shady that's, that's why a lot of people didn't like me B Res because a lot of the friends I had was over at Woodrow. So. Mm. You know, the opposing school. Right. But uh, uh, when you actually met DMX, did you get a chance to get a picture with DMX, or was it just like no? It was a quick, yeah. It was a quick little meeting, and I was young and nervous, and no, I didn't get a picture, unfortunately. Well, that sucks. That really sucks. (laughs) Definitely sucks. Well, that was a you know not to show my age, but that was at a time when everybody didn't have a camera in their pocket at all times. You know, yeah, the, the I, I good was, old days. Yeah, I was rocking a Nokia with uh, with the old school snake game on it. I didn't have a, uh, a phone where I could take pictures or whatever I wanted, so it wasn't wasn't as user friendly as it is now. That that's old shit, man. Totally yeah. old. Shit. Yeah. It was old. I'm, I'm old. I'm I'm decrepit. Justin, you didn't know. Well, I'm catching up to you, B-Riz. I'm 38 years old now, so. Wow. How old are you? I'm 35 now. Right. See, I'm I'm older and wiser. You got to listen to me now. I I try to, man. <laughs> I'm just and, and and here's the thing, B-Riz. I'm starting to realize that life is so much better single. <laughs> I'm, oh yeah. You know, starting to realize that. 
Well, I can't speak on that. Well, I I know exactly why you can't speak on that. <laughs> Trust I can't me, I know. Speak on that. But I gotta say, I, I did meet her, and she's she's awesome. She is. She is. I'm just saying, for me personally, there there's just too much too much baggage. It's just too much. Right. But uh, what's what's next for you, B Rose? I mean, you you've done a lot in the industry. You know, you did radio. You did this. You did that. What's what's next for you? Well, right now I'm putting a lot of my focus into the uh, the podcast network, Superior Radio Network. We're doing Franchise with Shane Douglas, and we're doing House of Kayfabe. And we've got a few other shows that are coming out in the uh, the next few months. So we've got a, a lot of a lot of stuff over at the Superior Radio Network that, uh, that I'm putting a lot of my time into. Producing so you, pretty good you stuff. Keep yourself busy, man, huh? Well, we've had uh, we've had quite a few guests on the show. Um, Heath Slater came on our show, uh, talked about his release. We also had Ricky Morton telling stories from back in the day. We had uh, Nick Aldis episodes coming out soon. We've had uh, Kevin Sullivan on the show. We've also got uh, Pelly Primo coming up, which Pelly Primo is the guy who was sued by Joey Ryan for mm-hmm. defamation of character when when uh, Joey Ryan was accused of sexual assault. Uh, Pelly Primo was online talking about his personal experiences with uh, Joey Ryan coming after his fiance and Joey Ryan actually sued him for it. And then the court started throwing Joey's lawsuits out one by one. And they ended up throwing out the Pelly Primo lawsuit as well. So after they threw the Pelly Primo lawsuit out of court, then we got in touch with Pelly Primo and did an interview with Pelly Primo. That was very interesting about that whole situation which we are going to be releasing very soon on the House of Kayfabe Kayfabe stream, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Podbean. We're over on Radio uh, Radio Public. Mm-hmm. We are on uh, tons of different places, Breaker, and basically anywhere where you, where you find your podcasts, you can find the Kayfabe stream. And on the Kayfabe stream, you get the flagship House of Kayfabe show. You also get the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly review show. You get the uh, special reports uh, or the special editions, the full report. Um, there's a lot of different stuff. And, and coming soon, we are going to be doing Smoky Mountain Memories. So that's uh, that's something that uh, is coming to the Kayfabe stream real soon where we're going to be talking about Smoky Mountain Wrestling from Episode 1 until the end. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I'm sure you've been watching wrestling on Peacock since Peacock has WWE Network now. So that yeah, I sure have been. I, I've also um, I've also contacted a VPN so that I can get WWE Network from another country because it is not sanitized. It is the old WWE Network. If you get it in another country, like. Uh, Europe or somewhere else. But ain't it fucking sad that we've got to do something like that just to get, like, the old, unsanitized stuff? Ain't that sad? It is sad. Uh, we we actually just did a, a piece on that on the on the podcast, on the last podcast, 
where it was the second part of the Ricky Morton um, interview, but we also talked about peacock sanitization, which it's uh, yeah, it, it definitely sucks. It's not something that uh, that was ideal. One of the things that we talked about on the show is how it would have made sense for the WWE. You know, the WWE got a billion dollars for the WWE Network to to be placed on Peacock. Yeah. I believe that if they would have structured that differently, they could have got a billion dollars just for 2010 to now. If they would have just given them 11 years of WWE stuff and all the new stuff, mm-hmm. they would have probably taken that for a billion dollars. You could have given them all the PG WWE stuff and the new stuff, and they would have paid the billion dollars, and you would have all that other stuff to create a an adult style or like an advanced network, you know, an advanced network that has everything. You can yeah. get the Peacock yeah. network that has 2010 and up and, and the new stuff and the pay-per-views and all that stuff, and Peacock's only five ninety five. So and then you could offer the other parts of the network that aren't on Peacock for ten bucks. So then the WWE would still get their ten bucks that they you know they had been getting, and they would have got a billion for the Peacock subscriptions, and they would have done double the money, and yeah. they, and, and we wouldn't have lost anything. Yeah, exactly. Because I I don't you know I don't fool with a VPN. I don't know how that, all that stuff works. And, but I, I definitely do miss um, the original WWE network with the original content. And uh, I just, I'm not a big fan of them sanitizing things. Um, and I think that's one thing me and you both can, you know, agree on. So. Yeah. That is something we can agree on for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but... Um, I, I, I wanted to mention to you, B-Rez, there was um there was one artist that actually came to um to uh to Munchies, and I wish I could have been there. I wanted to meet Afro Man when he was there. He was there twice, actually. We brought Afro Man two different times. I, I I'm surprised that you didn't uh, you didn't make it out for those. Yeah, I, I didn't have a way of getting there, so I couldn't make it. So. Because I would like to have him do like a like a promo for the show. I was gonna have him do like I was gonna listen to the Justin Harvey show, but then I got high, but then I got high, but then I got high. <laughs> well, you know, um, I'm actually working on bringing Afro Man back to West Virginia right now, so we may have something for you very soon. Oh, that that would be awesome. That would be totally awesome. But I'm I'm telling you, B Riz, if we you would have got DMX here for sure, nothing would have stopped me. I would have probably tried to physically crawl to Munchies at that point. We need to work out a way for you to go to Metal in the Mountains because Metal in the Mountains is coming to Pipe Stem in June and there's all types of awesome bands attached to that. You've got head P. E. You've got um, Attila. You've also got Soulfly. So there's a lot of really awesome bands that are coming to uh, to Metal in the Mountains. And you know who the host of the whole show is? Who? Kevin Nash. You're shitting me. I am not shitting. I would not shit you, Justin Harvey. You are my favorite turd. 
How did I know that was coming? Man, yeah, we gotta it's going to be there somehow. That'd be awesome. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta get out there for sure. I mean, unfortunately, I won't be going because I'm so far away. But we've got to find somebody willing to take you out there because that is going to be an awesome show, an awesome time, and you get to meet Kevin Nash. Oh, that 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 would be a blast. That would be an absolute blast. Last movie I actually seen Kevin Nash in was the um, Chick Fight, and he played a gay character. It was hilarious. Do you ever see that movie? I did not. It's hilarious. It's got uh, Kevin Nash in it as a gay character. He does real well. So this uh, this show happens in August, actually, not in June. It was moved from June to August. So August. It, it's it's August 26th, 27th, 28th, and 29th. And uh, wow. Kevin, Nash, Kevin Nash is there Thursday night with Byzantine. So you would want to definitely show up on Thursday night because that's when Kevin Nash will be there. Um, Byzantine will be there, Crash Karma, Dying Oath, Transcend, Push Button Apocalypse. And then on Friday, you got Attila and King 810 plus a Killer's Confession um, the Crown, The Lethal Injection, Seasons, Until the Dead Walk, Inferior Design, Haymaker, uh, War, Defiant, Drowned Out, Nova Omega, Metal Mafia, um, A Fitting Revenge, and Monster Dolls. And then on Saturday, you get Soulfly, which is one of my favorite bands ever. Max Cavalera is amazing. So Soulfly is your headliner that night with Butcher Babies. They also have Stitched Up Heart. For the Fallen mm-hmm. Green, September Morning, which uh, they're incredible. Uh, 40 Below Summer, uh, Dread Engine, Blackwater Drowning, Carnivore, uh, Carnivora, sorry, Pigweed, um, Black Satellite. And mm-hmm. then on Sunday, they have Head P.E. as the headliner, which Head P.E. is one of my favorite bands ever as well. And the Lonely Ones will be there, Sons of Texas, Three Years Hollow, Sunflower Dead, Flaw, Losing September, Co-op, White Collar Sideshow, Out of Darkness, Voodoo Moonshine, Five Star Hooker, and Clinch Fist. And they're also still announcing bands, and that is at 41 Pipe Stem Spa Way, Pipe Stem West Virginia, at Metal in the Mountains at Pipe Stem Event Center. So it's going to be really awesome. It's too bad you're too far away, man, and uh, I'd have you pick me up and we'd, uh, we'd go. So, yeah, we sure could. Because I, I remember yeah. one time, I actually, um, uh, the first time I met um, Chris Jericho, I, I uh, went to the mall and met him at FYE, and uh, um, Mom couldn't uh, bring me back to uh, Munchies at the time, so you actually um, drove me over to Munchies. Um, yeah. So I could see the concert and, you know, the whole bit and stuff. So. Yeah, that was a good time. But uh, I've been telling, like, all my friends, I've been wanting to, like, move to freaking Florida now. (laughs) (laughs) Florida's a wonderful place to be, man. Wonderful place to be. Because, I mean, without munchies and without you here, man, it's it's freaking boring, man. It really is. It's it's rather depressing if you think about it. I try not to. Yeah. Um, And, uh. Jake the Snake Roberts was awesome. Totally awesome. 
Now that guy's got some stories. Right. I, I tell you what, Beerus, I would love to meet New Jack. Well, the, the, you could definitely meet New Jack. He's he's out there to meet. I can't believe yeah. you hadn't met New Jack. I brought him uh, to the area probably four times. Yeah, I remember that one time you told me on the podcast about him being pissed, pissed off about not getting picked up. <laughs> that was the first time I ever met him. Was he was already mad and at the uh, <laughs> at the airport and had been there for two hours without getting picked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. Like I said, B-Rose, um, I just want to say to my people, you know, don't do drugs and enjoy your life because even even when you don't do drugs, life is short. But when you do drugs, life is even shorter. Because, I mean, dude was only 50 years old and so talented, so talented. Yep, sure was. He uh what uh what was your favorite DMX album that you asked? Oh, the first one. First one? Yeah, it's, it's dark, dark and hell and hot. Yeah, it's dark and hell and hot. You can't can't go wrong with that one and then the second one uh would definitely be my second favorite. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I love I love the song that he did with uh, Marilyn Manson. That was a good one. Yeah. It was definitely really good. Yeah. You know, I would say that the album's actually are ranked for me as they came out. Like the first one's my favorite, the second one's my second favorite, the third one's my third favorite, the fourth one's my fourth favorite. Yeah, um, yeah. I just hope this new album. Um, I just hope this new album that's supposed to come out is really, really good. So. I, I hope it becomes both of our favorites, but uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, because uh, I have to say that um, my favorite album is. Um, Flesh in my flesh, blood in my blood. But I also love it's dark and hell is hot. So yeah, they're both great albums. Yeah, I, I think I think my theme music would actually be one of the tracks from one of those two albums. So. Yeah, probably. You don't know. I could totally I see me coming out of DMX ready to fight. <clears throat> See, I think that uh, I think your your theme song should have been uh, um, "Who We Be." That's a good one. That's that's, I, that's the one yeah. that I'd pick as your theme. Yeah, that that'd be a good one. That would be a good one. Uh, should should I tell my audience what we're planning on doing with the project, B Riz, or should I like? leave that as a surprise because you know what I want to do to honor DMX. Do you think I should let my audience know? Um, I think that it would probably be better if you surprised them with it. Yeah, but yeah. Really, oh, that's, yeah. That's up yeah. to you. That's, that's up to you. No, uh, I, will say, I will say this. Will you be able to grab everything we need or will I need to do anything? I'm I'm not sure. We'll have to talk about that off the air and get a list of things you need. Uh, okay, okay. Why don't Why don't we uh, finish up this podcast and then uh, we can talk about it off air? I'll call you right oh. back and then we'll talk about it a little bit off air before I let you go. Sounds like a plan, sir. So, uh, um, 
thank you guys for listening to this podcast and uh I want to send this one out to uh to DMX and uh, uh Brian can you uh give my audience your final thoughts and then I will hang up the phone and call you right back. Well, yep, yeah, uh, the the final thoughts on DMX would definitely be don't do drugs because if it can take out DMX it can take out you. Yeah, exactly cuz it'll take out anybody. It don't matter if you're a wrestler or a rapper. It'll take out anybody. And I'll I'll call you right back, Perez, and uh, thank you for listening to the show, guys. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.